You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am here with my business, BFF. We got to get a good name for (laughs) what we are. Am I your work wife? Are you my work wife? You definitely might be. But then you're also my business BFF and also one of my BFFs just in life. I don't know. We're so lucky to be able to work together. I know. This is Molly, everyone. And Molly is a part of People Principles, which is our business that we have where we support entrepreneurs with HR and recruiting support. I wanted to have Molly on the show so that we could just have a candid convo about a leadership event, conference, workshop. What would we call what we just attended? I would say workshop is pretty on point. Yeah. So we were invited by one of our clients who we've essentially been their like full-time HR team for the last seven months. And they had a leadership workshop where they brought the whole team together in person to their office to really try to establish a culture and really learn how to work better together. And they invited us to come along, which I felt really grateful to be able to do. This was also the first time that you and I have done something like this together, which I thought was wild that we haven't done that before, even though we work together. I know. It was really cool to get to do it together and to get to do it with them. Absolutely. We thought it'd be fun to come on and just share some of the learnings that we got out of it and maybe inspire you to do something similar with your team as well and implement some of the things. Molly, I guess my first question that I want to ask you is, was it what you expected? Yes, it was what I expected. It was almost exactly what I expected. Was it? Yeah, it was a really cool shared experience for everyone to have together. One thing I appreciated about it, and also as an HR person was a little bit like, okay, was a focus on individuals at times and working through things with them, which was very cool. But also I'd say that was one thing that was a little bit different than other leadership or coaching workshops that I've attended in the past. And for listeners, I guess the way that, and Molly, jump in if I'm explaining this incorrectly at all, but it was very much almost a personal development workshop with your coworkers. Yeah. I just find that to be such a cool event. And so this client of ours works with this coaching company. The executive team does executive coaching and the entire team came together for a two and a half day coaching experience together to go through some of the stuff that I think that the executives work on with the coach to just bring some stuff up to the surface about what wasn't working well at the company so that they could get on the right direction to start hitting their goals. And so it was definitely very much centered around communication was pretty much the bulk of the two days that you and I attended, which if you're listening to the show, you'd be like, why are these people spending two days focusing on communication and personal development in their business? Molly, if somebody's listening to the show and they're like, why would I do this? What would you tell them would be benefits to why something like this could be so impactful? There's a lot of things. This is a small company that we're working with, sub 15 people. The executive team works with these coaches on a regular basis. Some of the things they've been working through, they wanted the team to go through. 
when you have a team that is that small, everyone there is a leader and you have to communicate like a leader in a small company. You have to. So I think especially when your company is at size, you need people to be able to be bold, to say what they need, to ask for what they need, to be confident in the information they're presenting or communicating to someone else on the team. And I think that first and foremost is just so important. And that's not something everyone will have coming into your business. Not everyone has that same real world experience to come in and just be able to communicate the way that everyone needs to to get things done. It's a remote company. And when you are fully remote, getting people together in a room removes a barrier of a camera. It removes a barrier of their home office, their laptop, their pajama pants slipper setup that they have every day. Like you have to connect on this different level when you're in person. And so I think that's also helpful. Yeah, it humanizes the people. You remember that it's not just a robot on the other side of Slack or Teams chat that you can just bark orders to. It's probably not the right word. It's a person and you have a relationship and it's more challenging to develop when you never met. You had never met any of them in real life until then. Did anything change in your viewpoint of them after meeting them in person? I think it definitely just confirmed the way people communicate to me. Majority of communication when you're working remotely is not even on video. It's chat. Let's be real. You're chatting someone. You're slacking them or teamsing them or whatever. So you don't get the nuance of their tone, what they mean, et cetera, as often. But you can confer based on the little snippets of time you have with them. So it confirmed a lot of ways that people communicate with me. It definitely added a warmth to things that wasn't there before because you're in the same room with them. It's a human element, like you said. I feel like it helps the benefit of the doubt come up more. I had met two of the executives prior. And after that, I definitely had a lot more benefit of the doubt because I liked them as people. We were together in person for a while. And if something was ever said in a way that I was like, ooh, I don't know. I feel like because I've met them in person, I assume positive intent more. So if you're listening to the show and you've never met your teammates in real life, meeting them in real life could definitely help support assuming positive intent because that allows you to move faster and get things done in a better way. Yeah, that right there, that assuming positive intent, benefit of the doubt is something that I don't think you develop unless you can see someone, how they work. You can see how their mind works in person. You can physically read their body language, even if you're not consciously doing it. Yeah, 100% agree. Okay, so during the event, day one, we played this really interesting game. Oh my gosh, this was the highlight. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine that we share the game. If you've ever been to a corporate workshop or a team building thing, you've probably played some version of this before. I've played some version of it before. So it was called the Spy Game. I believe was the name. And the teams were divided into two. I am still curious if they were randomized or if they were intentional. I am too, because they looked at how we were sitting and picked a core group in the middle. And then the one from the sides worked together. But the way the division ended up was very either fortuitous or on purpose. So they divided us into two groups. There was what, like seven people in a group or something like that? Yeah, I think so. And you got these blocks And the blocks on all sides had a number or plus sign, equal sign, or something like that. There was a model built that you had to replicate, right? Yeah. And the model was like hidden behind another box that someone was like sitting at and watching. So it's not like you could see the model whenever you wanted. Correct. You had an hour to replicate the model. Exactly. The box had to be the exact same way and it had to be perfect. You could send one person at a time over to look at the model that was already built 
and basically memorize it and come back and put it together. You could draw on a piece of paper and stuff like that. The way that it worked is whoever built it in the shortest amount of time correctly won. However, your time only started once you picked up a block. Once you were like, we're ready to start building, start the timer, you pick up a block. You had 60 minutes. You could spend 40 of that planning if you wanted to, looking at the model and all that. There was a time penalty for going to look at the model. It would add a certain amount of seconds to your time every time. So before we started, they handed out these cards and it indicated if you were a spy or not a spy. And if you were a spy... Your mission was to not finish on time, was to basically sabotage everything. You wanted to be the saboteur. And you didn't know who it was. No. The team could vote off the spy. So if everybody on the team unanimously picked the same person, they could vote off the spy and they couldn't help participate anymore. So you could vote off the spy. So those were the rules. So, Molly, what happened on our team? Teams go to their separate tables. Jack and I are on the same team. And immediately, like within 30 seconds... Jackie picks up a block on accident. I wasn't paying attention. No. To be fair. It immediately forced us into, okay, we got to build it. Everyone on the team was like, all right, doesn't matter. We're here to build something. Let's build it. So we immediately sent you over first, which is very trusting. We did think you were the spy, but we still sent you over first because we were like, we can always validate. Someone else will have to go over anyway. At some point, we can validate. And we just immediately started building. I think I actually helped us, to be honest. Otherwise, we would just have stayed in analysis paralysis forever. We just got to go. We just went. And we did have some operations folks on our team. Everyone was very operationally minded on our team. Calm, too. Very calm. We would jokingly decide someone was a spy, but that wasn't the focus for us. We didn't care. We thought about the spy, but then, so what I kept thinking was, who's the spy? They are not doing their job. That's what I started thinking, too. I was like, the spy just gave up. Just really decided it didn't want to sabotage anything. Because we just pushed forward. We went, put it together, and we finished 15 minutes with our time penalties added. Which was not a great time. I think if I hadn't fucked that up, I think we would have done a lot better. I think we could have done under five minutes. Who knows? Then the other team was a bunch of other folks, obviously, including the CEO of the company over there. Yeah. And we are building. We get done and we see they haven't even started building yet. And we're like, oh, man, they have so much time to plan. They have so much time. Like, we're screwed. Jackie sucks. She made us go. You say it like we were all being super negative, but we were still very much joking. Like, we were cool. Totally joking. And so at first I was like, oh, they're doing a really great job. And then I noticed they're not. They're talking in a lot of circles, like it's not going well at all. The volume would raise and lower and then raise again. This energy started pulsing. We're like, whoa, what's going on over there? Shortly thereafter, they all voted off the CEO for being a spy because she thought other people were spies and was being very vocal about it for the whole time. She was so convinced that she knew who the spies were. They're just loud. They're struggling. They end up not finishing it at all. They had 60 whole minutes and didn't finish at all. Not at all. Nothing. We ended up debriefing as a group. So we all got back together as a group afterward. And the energy was really heated over there. Like they were mad at each other. They were not happy. They were mad and they were fighting. And we get back and we're like debriefing as a team. People are still saying, you were the spy, you were the spy, mostly on the other team. I did think there was a spy. I'm not going to say I didn't. I really did. But I didn't care all that much, to your point. It just wasn't important. We still got the job done. Yeah. The goal is to get the job done for me. So I didn't really care that there was a spy. I was going to work around them, whoever they were. 
so then it created a lot of conversations. This brought up a ton of communication stuff. Yeah. What was interesting about it was there were no spies. Yeah. That's the big reveal that there were no spies at all the entire time. And what were the spies supposed to represent? They were supposed to represent something in business. I think it's landmines everywhere that can take your business down at any given moment or something like that. Yeah. You know what? It could be that. If it wasn't that, that also works. It was something like that. Yeah. There's things that can happen. You can lose your focus. There's things that are going to try to drag you off your focus of getting done what you need to get done. Exactly. And so it created this really awesome conversation because it brought to the surface some communication issues that were happening on the team that just became clear as day from that exercise. For the other team, mostly. For us, not as much, but the the other team members had this aha moment, specifically with their CEO, because she was so convinced that there were spies. And the other team members who are senior folks on the team, like leaders on the team, finally were like, look, you were coming at me the way you were communicating. It was a really great breakthrough moment, although everyone was really frustrated. They were, but it, it... You're never going to break through those things. You're never going to get to the next step or the next level if you're tackling the thing in the room that is taking away the focus of everything else, whether it's a communication issue, whether it's logistical, whatever it is, you're never going to get there unless you, through that moment of frustration where you are forced to deal with it. And what I liked about an exercise like that was it wasn't personal to anyone. It was not work-related at all. It was so curated to bring up the stuff that's underlying when you are working together as a team. It was such a great exercise to do. I was just going to say, I wonder if that's because in some sense it is an equalizer. Everybody is working toward the same goal. There's no hierarchy of who's who. The mask is off of like how you would be doing something at work because there's all these other elements. All of that's gone. You're all on the same team. You all have the same goal. You're on the same level. And therefore, how you actually are processing or how you're actually thinking through the situation is going to come out way more because you're not masking how you think you need to be at work. Or you're not only just looking at an aspect of it. If you're in a business, the business development team and sales team is responsible for sales. So they're always going to be making decisions based on sales, not on how operations is or what have you. Yep. It is important, though, when you're in sales to know how operations is working. It is important when you're in operations to how sales is working. It's important as a manager to know HR's shit. All these things, they actually are connected, but it's so easy to get lost and focus on what you yourself need to do as opposed to what the entire whole needs to do. Yeah, it was a great exercise. So Listeners, I highly recommend doing something like this if you have a team. Yes. If the CEO would have facilitated this, it would obviously never have been the same experience because it was her, but anyone on the team, it wouldn't have been the same experience. So sometimes there's a lot of benefit to bringing an external consultant in to do something like this, for sure. Yep. They will see the things you cannot see. End of story. The saying, you can't see the forest through the trees. You're in the trees. Somebody else is on the outside of the forest and they see how the forest works and they know the way out or they know the different opportunities that are there that you can't see because you're stuck in the middle of it. You need that external person sometimes to pull you out and say, it's not that hard. There's a path come this way. The other thing is if you are going to do some sort of development workshop like this, it's so important to remember that leadership needs to be fully bought into it. Yes. The CEO of this company, there was like some egg on her face when they said there was no spies. 
because she had declared it so loudly to everybody in that room. And she handled it so gracefully. And she raised her hand and explained and shared her aha moment, which I think very much contributed to the rest of the team having an open dialogue about it. But if she hadn't worked at companies where you're dragging people along or leaders don't want to participate, imagine if somebody was like that there. It would have just ruined any sort of growth moment for the team. So you've got to be all in and butt in. You have to be all in. If you as the leader, as the CEO, the founder are all bought into this kind of thing and someone on your team is not, that in itself is something that probably needs to be explored and pushed through because it doesn't matter what part of an organization you are, there is room for you to grow. There are new things for you to learn, period, end of story. And if people can't acknowledge that, it's really hard to work with them for a long term. Totally. I also want to say this word of caution if you're listening to the show, because this happens a lot, where the boss is like, oh, my whole team needs to get better at this. So you do this type of a thing with this hidden agenda, thinking you don't need it, but they need it. So don't enter into something without being open to you might be participating in a problem you're trying to solve. If the team needs it, you need it. Exactly. I would say since COVID in 2020, I've worked with a lot of different clients. You've worked at quite a few different companies. I'm curious, did any of them get together for events like this when you were working full time in any companies after Lumi? Not for a workshop. There was a social gathering at one company I was at, but there was no workshopping. There was no team building or anything like that involved. Depending on the type of organization you have, I think that both are equally important, but I do think depending on how the social aspect of things is designed, you can get some of that from a more social type event. I'm candidly thinking of my husband's company where he just designed an entire day of more social-based events for their team, but it was exactly what they needed because that's the thing that's missing in their day-to-day. They have good communication flows. They built a remote organization before COVID. So they've already kind of trial and errored a lot of things and come out the other side of that. And what's missing is the camaraderie. Like, well, we need to get together and have this social time and build this camaraderie. Like for them, that works really well. I think that's a rare situation. I think most teams need both. Yeah, I would agree. Especially if you've never met them at all once. Yes, 100%. And there are a ton of like, Google corporate workshops and you're going to get unlimited options that are available to you that you can do from ropes courses to escape rooms to personal development, trust falls. I do love a ropes course. I'm not going to lie. Just kidding. It just was a good lesson for me on how when you're building a business and building a team, it's a bunch of humans and we all just want to feel connected to one another. I've debriefed with their CEO afterwards. And I think the biggest thing that she's realized is Nothing can get fixed if there isn't a great relationship. The foundation of any team is the relationships you have with one another. Yep. And she'll be open to say that she hadn't thought about that a lot up until about seven months ago. And it's something that's becoming so important to her. It's been really cool to see the shifts in the business. And she started to really focus on building relationships that you can be honest with one another and doing the work to work together. So it's been really cool to see. Yeah, it is very cool with them in particular. And I think it's one of those things where your business maybe is only you for a little bit. And then you decide you want to grow to a certain level. You can't do it on your own. You have to hire other people. You have to build. But to build and to successfully get to where you need to go, you have to have strong relationships. Like you're saying, you have to be able to listen 
You have to be able to bring people along with you and influence them and coach them and also respect them. There's just a lot there. And doing hard work, like a workshop that does have this personal development aspect to it, is hard work. And it's the necessary work to get to where you want to be. And doing something a little bit more radical, like the personal development side that they brought in, if that's the kind of culture you want, it also provides a moment where people can opt in or opt out. Not everyone wants to be at a company that way, and that's fine. If you're a business that's only committed to hiring people who are personal, have personal development as something they're interested in, doing something like this is great for establishing that culture. This hasn't happened to my knowledge yet, but people could have come home and been like, not my thing. And so leaving some of that stuff in is also good for you to get to know that as well. Yep. A hundred million thousand percent. Is there any other thing that we did? I feel like I've covered everything I was thinking as a debrief from those two days. Is there anything that you're remembering? Yeah, I think this last point that you made is one I hadn't thought about fully until you just made it to be totally candid. I'll just emphasize that too. I just mic dropped you. And Mr. Bear, you mic dropped Mr. Bear. Right over here. I'm recording in my child's bedroom because there's construction outside of my office. I think especially in something like this, when you choose personal development, and that is a core thing that's important. Yeah, it gives people a chance to continue to opt in or opt out, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This particular company has had, not from this event, but I think some of the personal development, the coaching side, had an executive that opted out. Yeah. That just wasn't a good fit, who found out because of this kind of table stakes for being in the business is you have to be a participant in this. And that's fine. Yeah. Whatever it is, even if it's not personal development, there's something else that's really important that in the culture you're building and the business you're building. Those are some thoughts on some events that we've been to. We figured why not come on and just debrief on what our experience was. And I think as we do more of these things or go to events, we'll just come on and chat about what it was like so you can learn and maybe feel inspired to do something similar. So Malls, thanks for coming on the show and chatting with me. Thanks for having me. All right, I'll see you on Slack in about five minutes. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.